How many licks does it take till you get to the center of the? Uh, uh, uh. How many licks does it take till you get to the center of the? Uh, uh, uh. How many licks does it take till you get to the center of the? Uh, uh. How many licks does it take till you get to the center of the? Uh, uh, uh. That song is is filth. It is actual filth. I was looking at the lyrics for it because I was like, it's been running through my head all day. Um, number one, didn't know that the guy doing the chorus was Cisco. Yes, it is. Of Thong Song <laughs> did not know that. And then I was, I was just reading through, and uh, she in, in the first verse she mentions a guy called Dam used to like me to spank him and come in his mouth. So I was like, thanks for that, Kim. Love that. What about a guy named John? Is it John? There, let's see. There's a. Yeah, a white dude, his name was John. He had a Queen Bee Rules tattoo on his arm. Mm-hmm. He asked me if I'd be his date for the prom and he'd buy me a yeah, horse, a Porsche and a farm. farm. So in the first verse, she's always about like, she says she's fucking with different races. Mm-hmm. And then she's got white guy, black guy, and then Italian. He had a big ass dick and a hurricane. Which one? A black dude that was named King Kong, he had a big ass dick and a hurricane tongue. How many lips did you get? Did get? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this black dude. Yeah. So there's two black guys in this, in the first yeah. verse. But... She uh she decides that Italian is a race, which is very interesting. <laughs> Bit of knowledge to pick up from. It's Thank very you, New York, right? It's very New York. <laughs> from what oh, I understand, yeah. they do treat themselves like it's a different race. Hi guys, you're uh, you're listening to the Lab Round Gaze. We are back again with another episode on what is a really hot day. It is too hot. I don't know what happened. Where, you where happened. You, you put your net. You. Gaia, Mother Earth, decided that, oh, Dan was here bitching about how he haven't had a summer for at least 10 minutes on the podcast last week. So she's like, okay, girl, you've done your duty. Let's give you some yeah, summer. Let me, let me tell you what the problem is about it being so hot in September, right? Is that everyone's got into like back to work, back to school mode, haven't they? Mm-hmm. So I'm sat in the office. I was like, why am I here? Why am I not out in the park? Why am I not lying down in the sun? And I tried to, and then I got a headache and I was like, oh, that's why. It's really weird because everybody at work, we normally like leave at some point during the day and we were all huddled in the reception area typing on our keyboards because we didn't want to go out in the sunshine. (laughs) I just couldn't bear it today. England is not good for heat. Uh, It's not. Like once you are, once you are like in the park, group of friends, got some music on, it is lovely, right? But Mm -hmm. these buildings, these buildings are not made for any temperature that is not 14, between 14 and 20 degrees. We're good. Yeah. That's what these buildings can handle. Anything else is uncomfortable, is sweaty, is gross. I don't like it. Cool. Can I do a per- pub- public service announcement, please? You absolutely can. Cool. It's a heat wave, so it's going to last for a couple of days. Um, boys, gays, girls, thems, they, these, whatever your pronouns are, please, 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 in the next couple of days, if you're coming to any gym that I'm working at, can you wear a little bit of antiperspirant? A little bit of cologne. It's just a little bit. Because there's no yeah. way on God's green earth are you going to come into any gym this week and not stink to high heaven unless you prepared. So get that Lynx effect in full effect, please. Because today was, oh, there was one guy and I was just like, sir, excuse me, madam, what is this smell? And I it looked in his face and he's like, yeah, this you. Yeah. Now, this time is not the time to be experimenting with any natural deodorants or changing your deodorant cycle, what you usually are 
are useful. Let's mm-hmm. save that for the winter months where it's a bit colder, everyone's a bit wrapped up, and you can go as natural as you want. I need, I need heavy metals. <laughs> I need things that are going to clog up those pits. <laughs> Something that's going to clog up your lymph nodes. Yeah, I, and give mm-hmm. me a little white. I need a white mark on your t-shirt that isn't a sweat patch, please. Can exactly. we be appropriate? Can we? Yes, yeah. please. Hard. It's chemical warfare for this one week. We just got to get through this week of everyone smelling bad. But yeah, guys, if you are out in the streets, I wish you the best of luck. Um, I'm currently not because work is kicking my ass. But yeah, enjoy the sun. I will be in the aircon and then I'll be in this room, which is very, very sweaty. Seb, I've got a story from the streets for you. Have now, you introduced yourself? Have I? I don't think you have. Did you I? just started talking. <laughs> you said it was the love right case, but you haven't said who you are. Oh, sorry. Hi, guys. For those of you who know me, I'm Dan James. For those of you who don't, I'm Dan James. Lovely to uh, to meet you all. Thanks for joining us. I'm joined on this show by Seb Edwards. He joins us every now and then. We Hello. love having you here. Um, the keen eyed amongst you might notice that there has been, there is a little mission this week. Somebody is missing. And that is Nick Charles. He's normally here. Um, he's not here this week. He has been contacted by a private investigator. And he has had to move to San Diego to investigate a crime that has happened. He can't tell me too many details, but he is looking for a prolific stealer of people's expensive cutlery when they're invited to parties. So we wish Nick the best of luck in his latest endeavor. And yeah, we hope that he will come back to us with great stories as he starts his, uh, his PI agency. So, you know, if you see him out in San Diego... Just tell him you know what he's doing there, and it's not you. We'll make his life a little easier. Don't you just love how Nick just stays employed? He always this bitch always has a job. They yeah. always have never the same one. Never the same one. <laughs> always <laughs> has one. Always has one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Nick will actually be gone for a few weeks, so there will be uh, some voices on the podcast that you might not notice. I might take a week off while Nick's not here. You can have a whole new team. And we'll see who's, how that runs. And maybe we'll just both be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you a story for the streets. Okay. Now, I knew when I told you this story yesterday that I shouldn't have told you. Because the reaction is never going to be as authentic as it was when I told you the story. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you again. For the sake of the listeners. Because I think it's a story that people should know. Okay. So Friday night. I'm going to my friend's house. We're at a housewarming, okay? Now, the heat has already kicked in on Friday. It's already warm. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of bodies, a lot of dancing. So, essentially, everyone ends up, you're just in, like, shorts, shirtless, dancing, cute times, right? Very fun little to do with the weather? You're gay. So, essentially, a housewarming with gay guys, T-shirts and shorts, winter Because if it's, if it's wintertime, I'm keeping my clothes on. I've, I've put thought into this outfit. I want to look cute in my clothes if I'm cold enough. But, anyway... We're we're at this party, Um, and for those of you who are aware of how I tend to move through the city, is that I will encounter a lot of people um, across a lot of parties, and I'm very much the type of person who will talk to you. I will give you the time of day at the start, okay? What I'm not the type of person to be is to remember who you are after that day. During that day, 100%, you are Tim, you do this, da-da-da-da-da. Well, after I left that pie, I'm sorry, Tim, that's fallen out of my brain. 
and we can continue the conversation and then I'll remember, but I honestly have the worst memory for people. So I'm in the kitchen at this housewarming, pouring myself a drink. I'm chatting to a few people. This guy comes up to me who Mm -hmm. I have met a few months ago at another birthday party. We have not interacted since then. So, you know, in my, in my head, the, the, who you are receptors aren't clicking. Okay. So, so I just say that all of that to let everyone know that me and this man are not friends. We are aware of each other in like the, the that friendship was the groups. longest way possible saying we are not friends and I am not interested in his man in any way, shape or form. I'm glad that you, <laughs> you hit on what I was trying to say. And we got yeah. half an hour to fill, so I'm going to be flowery with the language. Yeah. <laughs> so this man comes up behind me and he grabs the my lower back at the sides, right? The sides of your lower back, where basically where the fat is stored. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got a little fatty back? That's where it is. He grabs there. I turn around. I'm like, who is touching me like this? And he's like, oh, hey, Dan. I look at his face. I've got no idea who this man is. And like, I vaguely remember meeting him once. But he's like, hey, Dan. I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, play it off, be nice. This man, just the first thing he says to me after hey is he just goes, have you gained weight? Now, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's, it's, it's, I'm sorry. Carry on. I should not, but it's okay. It's so gay to do that. And it's so, it's two things. It's really gay and it's really mean, but at the same time, it's the motivation behind it that I'm kind of think. Is he trying to, because he's approached you twice now, yes? Well, we'll get there. We're going to get there to the motivation. Because, so there's two ways you can say to somebody, did you gain weight? And there is, you are getting fatter or you've been in the gym. And for people who say you've been in the gym, they don't say, have you gained weight? They usually say, have you got bigger? Have you got bigger is like, have you put on muscle? Have you been lifting? All of that stuff. Have you gained weight is what disconnected mums ask their daughters when they come back for Christmas. Okay. Have you gained weight? <laughs> now, I, I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm quick thinking, where did I meet this man? Uh, what size was I when he saw me last? And I think, so I met him at a birthday party a few months ago. And that was around the time just after my birthday. And obviously it was my birthday. So I've been putting the work in. I was like, I'd got it down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh yeah, I have gained weight. This man, this motherfucker right here, follows up his number, his first question to me of have you gained weight to, to me saying, oh yeah, yeah, probably have. I'm a bit bigger than I was. And then he goes, ah, oh, we all go through phases. <coughs> we all go through phases. We all go through phases. Do you know what's really funny about this is that it's not untrue. (laughs) It's not untrue. (laughs) It's just, you don't need to say it. Who are you to talk to me? (laughs) So, who are you, sir? I don't know your name. I don't know what phase of life you've been through. Like, what are we doing here? It's really weird. When you say about the difference, I always get, oh, have you been bulking? Are you looking a little bit fluffy? No one just says outright you're looking fat. They just say, "Oh, is it your bulky season?" And you actually need to hear that word. You're just like, mm. Mm. "Okay, yeah." They, they, but you're right. They do say you're looking big, as in you're looking muscular. But it's also where the eyes finish. 
say, was he looking dead in your eyes when he said it, or was he looking? It you didn't matter to me where he was looking. It's because where he grabbed <laughs> to start this conversation, I knew, I knew what she meant. <laughs> I stood there and I was like, "Okay, my you, you do not understand, random man, my relationship to my body or what I feel comfortable being presented with." in a space where I'm like, I, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about how I'm currently looking or my current weight or what my body fat percentage is right now. And you have just thrown that directly in front of my face. That is all I'm thinking about for the next hour. And I'm like, the, just, the sheer audacity of this person who is not my friend. I will take this joke from people I know. I, was, I will get that comment. I'll be like, oh, fine. It's fine, girls. I like you. I understand where you're coming from. You, random man. I don't know what you want from me. Okay, Seb, what cool. do you want from me? Okay, cool. The, the thing about it is, is that the more I think about it, yeah, because originally, because I like how you said, we talked about this yesterday. Originally, I said he's a necker. So he's one of those people that does negative reinforcements in order for you to start to like him. But the more I think about it, yeah, the more I think about how that is such... A A one bitchy power move. It's like mean girl on steroids, literally. Like, cause there is no way of coming out of this with your spirit intact, because you don't really know them. Yeah, you don't know why they've said this to you in the first place. He hasn't like followed it up in a way that says that I like you either thicker, so he's giving you a compliment, or he preferred you at the smaller size. He just tried to make it an observation and then tried to pass it off like it's a friendly comment. Even, I don't care which way he prefers me. I, I didn't ask him to prefer me anyway. But I didn't present see. myself to him as something to be preferred. And see, and that's where the power play is. Because now it is, we all know that there is a community to our bodies as gay people. Like, so basically what he's saying is that when I last saw you, you were hurt and now you're not. So, oh. What a shame we all go through that phase. Like, what a bitch. Who is this bitch, by the way? Who is she? I, I honestly, I think I think I know her name now. I don't. I'm not even 100% sure See? it's the correct one. You're, you're better than me, because by the end of that party, I would have asked you to go over and find out what his name was so I could find out his Instagram, so that I could stalk his friends and find out who his friendship group is and find out what my connection to him is in life, why he feels that he could come and talk to me in this way. Exactly. So to, to add fuel to this fire, we get later into the night, the party's still going. I have had to, I have had to condition myself to not go put my clothes back on. I'm in some cute shorts. I've got a bandana on. I look fun and I'm having a good time. After those comments, I was very aware of what my body was doing and saying, and I was like, oh, I want to cover up. I had to, speak to myself to be like actually why am I doing that why mm-hmm. am I letting someone I don't know who had a stray <laughs> bitchy comment make me change what I'm doing so I didn't he comes up to me again again says the same comment same comment about me gaining weight or whatever and I was like okay I have I have two routes I can take this slap him and one of them gets me thrown out the other one makes him feel bad so I was like let me, I, I enjoy this party. I'm enjoying my friends. Let me be strategic. So I, instead of cussing him out, which he definitely deserved, I just turned to him and I said, look, 
I looked him in the eyes. I dropped my voice into like the soft, relatable, please listen to what I'm saying. And I said, look, I know that you think you're just being fun and playful, but you have no understanding of what my relationship to my body is, what my relationship to my weight is, where my insecurities lie. And I just don't think that we know each other well enough to be playing that right now. So I would like you to not make that joke to me again. And that was it. And then obviously he cuts back in. He's he's like, oh, no, like Dan, I didn't mean it any bad way. Like you look amazing. Da, da, da. And I was like, look, look, it's what's been said, what's been said. I'm just saying from now, I would like you not to say it again, if that is okay with you. And then he, he was like, okay, yeah, cool. Got it. And moved on. And I was like, I know in that moment, you heard soft, sweet, sincere Dan. But I know that if I had seven Nick stood behind me, they would understand exactly what I was doing in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> this because, is why you're better than me, yeah? Because literally for the first time he said it, I would have looked him up with dad and told him exactly what was wrong with his outfit and the rest of his life in a second. But you took the higher ground. What are you? I did not take the higher <laughs> ground. You took the higher ground the first time. The second time you let him have it. Because like... But did I let him have it? Yes, you did. Because deep down inside, he's now going to... Every time he comes up to an interaction where he thinks he's making a classy, uh, almost jovial comment, where he thinks he's like slightly getting to know you and we're going to build up a rapport, it's going to be double-checking. And that's what we want for him to do. We do. Check your words. I guess the message of the story is like, if you don't know people like that, don't be, you just, don't say anything, just leave people's bodies where they're at. Mm-hmm. Unless they've invited you to comment on it in a certain type of way. Unless they've invited you to be their personal trainer and to help them with their body goals. I don't see why, unless you're going to come over <laughs> and compliment them, say you like this stuff, say something real nice about it. I don't know why you are saying anything. Exactly. Just move on. Just move on. Keep it. Just keep, go keep on. Like, exactly. There were plenty could... of things I could have said about your body, but I did not want to. Number one, because I didn't really notice it, because I don't know who you are. C'est <laughs> ridicule, no? You know what? It's really weird because I, I, we had this, talked about this, and then I made a comment on somebody's page on not somebody's page, someone's Twitter conversation about something similar because they were talking about the Renaissance in San Francisco. Not San Francisco. The, the jock straps. Yes. You saw? Yes, I saw the jock straps. And I think I saw your comment. And I yes. think I disagreed with you. Yeah. But this is the thing. Not a lot of people got what I was seeing, saying. So there is a picture of two gay guys at renaissance concert wearing harnesses and jock straps now they're not doing the standard white and sports jock they've got a what a fetish kind of clubby jock on something that you could get on sd something like a 20 pound plastic um elastic band one yeah yeah it's not silvery tones wasn't it yeah silvery tones so they're checking some boxes but at the end of the day it's still a basic jock strap now, many people were on these internet saying how it was inappropriate for them to be wearing such things at the venue. And I didn't have a problem with that. Because one, it was inappropriate for you to be wearing that at such venue, because that is not the attire that you wear towards the Beyonce character. The problem that I had was the use of the word, these types of gays. Mm. Yeah. 
And that's why I commented. Because I'm finding it really hard at the moment that we are set we are policing ourselves so much as as a gay society that there is no room or thing to be expressing yourself in a way that other people don't feel like they should do. Like yes you yes you went to the Beyonce concert. Yes your outfit was inappropriate. Yeah? Tell them that their outfit was inappropriate. But don't say that there is a type of gay that should be at this concert. There is a type of gay that should be wearing something it doesn't make sense to me. Do you get what I mean? Because that wording specifically, when someone says type of something, it hits me because that is a wording that I always used to hear as a younger gay guy coming up uh, as a way of excluding me from every venue that I ever wanted to go to. Mm. I was the wrong type of gay. So that's the problem I have. The picture is atrocious. The outfit is awful. Yeah, I don't know how you got into the venue. I thought, thank whatever the famous security guy should have dashed you out and they said you never to recover back on return. But it's just the idea of we as gay guys are saying that there's a type of gay that we have to be to go to a certain party, to go to a certain venue, to go to a certain place. And that's what I had a problem yeah. with. So I think on this one, number one, how they got in the venue is I am absolutely convinced they were wearing shorts at some point. Yeah, they must have been wearing shorts, and I hope that they just took the shorts off to take the photo with their butts out of Beyonce, and then they put the shorts back on. Because I don't have—I didn't have a problem with the harness. I actually appreciated that the jock straps were silver. At least you're following the theme. But if we are at a—if we are not at a party or like a, a Folsom Street Fair or anything like that, put your butthole away. Just put—just put it away. Get some cute silver shorts. If you are telling me that you can't feel hot, sexy, and fly with your butthole covered up. We got some other issues. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you through some outfit options. Okay. You look real hot. Okay. With with the girl safely put to bed. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking. So I'm I'm convinced there are shorts. I think when people were saying, I know that some people were taking it. Whenever you whenever we have these conversations as like a, as gays, right? This comes across every pride as well. You mm-hmm. always get the ones who come out of the woodwork and are very much like gays need to be respectable and wearing suits and all of this jock straps and harnesses is holding us back from being accepted by wider society and it's the reason why we got no problems and they are talking fucking nonsense as well yeah. they're talking absolute nonsense because when the gays were out wearing suits in public and being respectable and pretending to have wives they were still coming for y'all because they yep. didn't matter if you did it in public or in private they thought you were sexual deviants and they wanted you gone so trying to appease them by being any kind of like by not giving into that in any way doesn't work about it i think though a lot of people when they were talking about like these types of gays i think they were just talking about people who can't literally who can't do an outfit without being like my butthole has to be out to look cute which to me is not like it's not a wider conversation it's not a wider problem with gays is a problem with some gays who have a lack of vision and yeah that, that can that. be worked on i get that yeah because every, it, we're close to the halloween season yeah, so I know, for example, that this is the type of gay, type of gay, I'm using the terminology, that come Halloween, will put on angel wings and that same outfit and say, oh, I'm a Halloween angel, and put on devil horns and that same outfit, and be like, yep. oh, I'm a cheeky devil, and put on something else and that same outfit, and be like, oh, I'm a lad. Like, it's ridiculous, yes? I know yeah. it was ridiculous, but my... Po- I went to Beyonce, full disclosure, 
I was wearing a sparkly silver harness when I went to Beyonce. Was I not? Yes, I was. But I also had a see-through vest on and a skirt, a short skirt, yeah, yep. combination underneath it. I was throwing a look, a whole look, yes. And it, it's cute. And it, very cute. What did we have covered? Everything was covered except for my big up pecs because I worked very hard for the hat and that and the queen need to see that. Yes, cool. They were front and center. I'm sorry. I made sure the harness had the nice little silver ring that's put them right down in the middle of my chest because I was like, well, if there's one place in London where I'm going to find me a black preacher's wife, Christian gay that is into Beyonce, it's at a Beyonce Renaissance concert. So let me show them what I'm giving. Yes, cool. Yeah. Okay, now I've got one thing I want to ask you about. We've got five minutes left of the show, but before cool. we do, I'm just going to give a quick 30-second shout-out to the legend that is Miss Diana Ross for taking the stage, singing Love Hangover and Happy Birthday to Beyonce on her birthday and having Beyonce gagged and literally like standing out on that stage. Mm-hmm. Well, Diana Ross, like, God bless you. And whoever was on that mic... Whoever needed to be turning that mic on at the correct time, I hope you collected your check before the show. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't no. just me, because I couldn't hear, and I was just like, is her mic on? No, it's not. Whoever, yeah, whoever was doing the tech, I was like, you better have got paid pre, because yeah, my, I don't think you'll get paid post. My favourite thing about that moment, right, was the same eye that Diana Ross gave to the sound check person. We seem Beyonce to give, it's, it's generational. That's it absolutely so- is. <laughs> if, if you are the legend of the moment, you deserve to give the eye. Okay, and they pass it down between each other. Right, Seb, I'm essentially going to hand over the end of this show to you, because mm-hmm. I don't think I have an experience of a community enough to be able to provide anything oh, of value dear God. to <laughs> this. I'm okay. going to give you, you have got three and a half minutes okay. to discuss kink and Nazi outfits because over to you. Cool. So if you've been on the Twitterverse, if you've been on Instagram, you would have seen that there has been a prominent kinkster, a prominent sub kinkster, which is important, that has been seen it wearing Nazi outfits. Now, there are two pictures that have been put out with him in these outfits. One with the Nazi signature, signature on his face. One with where he's wearing the Nazi art brand for the SES and with the swastika on it. Okay, cool. So, realistically, there is no place in any kind of kink space for Nazi insignia. Also, Though we need to take into account that a lot of the kink-based stuff that we have is based on uniforms, is based on the idea of masculinity and playing with masculinity as a perversion and twisting it and also being open to the fact that the kind of people that you are subverting or using as a fetish are the kind of people that wouldn't allow us to be fully open with our kinks at some point that being said there is a very different aspect to using masculinity and power and the aspects of power that you get from wearing a uniform to directly wearing something that has a nazi symbol on it they're two different things and what you have to understand is that 
to be able to use that symbol and not directly just look at it and interpret it for what it is, you have actively separated yourself from the consequences of what that symbol means to everybody else. Kink is a lot of kink is about symbolism, yeah, and what that symbol means to somebody else when they're playing with you. So we dress as drones, we dress as cops, we dress as uh, in army uniforms, but the army uniforms is is always stylized and so that the proportions show off your chest, your body, your boots, your bum, mm. your hip. So it's a stylized version of masculinity. It's basically masculine drag. If you put in that terms, that's easier for everybody to understand. Whereas drag is mm-hmm. about feminine and pushing the feminine to a, a specific point where it's over the top, yeah, and there's archetypes yeah. in it and you're taking from the women, but you know that it's not actually meant to be portraying the thing that it is, yeah. yeah. It's the same with kink when it comes to leather, rubber, kink when it comes to men and gay men, yeah. That yeah. means that... In order for you to play in that space, you need to be open-minded. You need to be able to take... The the thing that attracted me to kink, I need to say this straight away, was that it allowed me to have boundaries over people's expectations of what my body should look like. It allowed me to be in a club and to be able to say to anybody that I knew that was in front of me that, Stop, you can't touch me, you can't do this. This is what I'm into, this is what I'm not into. And there's a list of things that have been, oh, cool. That is your space, your area, and you can explore that in any way you want. The Doing what he did was a complete violation of everything that gay kinksters believe and hold and move forward with. And yes, we do play with masculine aspects in the way we dress. But for someone like me, I dress in rubber because when I was a kid, I watched Farscape. Mm. Or I watched um, Hercules or Xena. So that's where my leather play comes from. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, as a kinkster, that you're always going to throw back to World War II, World War III, like World War I, World War II, or be a skinhead. There is... all of us choose how we're going to play with masculinity and we play, all of us choose our boundaries. And for if you've noticed, every single brand, whether they've been associated with this person or not, has come out and said there is no place for this directly in kink spaces because if the first thing that the Nazis did was, one, take away the, tra- the trans hospital in Berlin, take out the box and burn them, yeah, and yeah. also get rid of anybody in the army that was presenting as gay. You could not be gay in Nazi Germany. It was you couldn't be Jewish, you couldn't be black, you couldn't be gay. Yeah. So for anybody to be then trying to use that as a fetish for you to play with, no. It's always been abhorrent, and that's why there's been such outrage about it. I hope I explained that well enough. Yeah, I I feel like I understand it more now i mean i was mad with the rest of you girls i kind of knew why but i didn't know the exact rules and everything my question was who made the outfit i think he makes his own gear that's the other reason why he got lambasted because okay because you even if he didn't wear his own gear you chose to put that on knowing the symbolism that you you're using so in the same way someone would pick up a 
basic rubber outfit and then would pick a yellow sign because they're into piss, red sign because they like it hard, white sign because they're a novice. Yeah, we use a lot of symbolisms in kink. So if you're then going to pick up a Nazi insignia, you understand that everybody's going to read it as you are fascist, you are Nazi, you hate gays, yeah, you hate black people, you're a racist. So what are we doing? You can't then say, oh, I didn't understand what I was doing. The whole point of the kink movement and the space that we're in is that we use symbolism to allow people to understand who we are as people without saying things directly and give symbols mm-hmm. to, to, to attract people that have the same interests. So if you didn't want to attract Nazis, if that wasn't your interest, then why are you wearing the uniform? Amen. Absolutely amen. You take that to a lot of places. If you don't want that in your life, why are you dressing like it? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Why Although, are you doing that? I hope, no, I hope nobody takes that sound clip of me saying that. <laughs> why? <laughs> Out of context, that's, that could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Seb, thank you so much for, for joining me today, listening to my rants, shedding some light on kink culture. Really appreciate it. Um, right. Where should the people go to find you? You can find me at Blackboard and Kinky um, Podcast. Um, you can hear a longer tirade of me talking about that for like 25 minutes, um, you can, which was out today, which will be tomorrow when you hear this podcast. You can also find me at SebEdPT on Instagram or 140% Fitness on Instagram. And you can follow me at DanJamesLDN. If you want to follow Nick and his PI journey, it's, it's Nick Charles on Instagram and uh, Twitter and threads, I guess, and wherever you want to go. Um, and yeah, we'll be back. Someone will be back next week. We don't know who. Uh, <laughs> yes, we will be back. Come on. You know you will. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm that's sweating. It. I'm sweating so much. He's been so hard. To, it's, uh, it's been a lot this week. It really has. Every but, time it gets hot, I wonder why I asked for it to get hot. Because then I realise I'm not I'm not on holiday. I'm not allowed to go sit in it. Every time. <laughs> but... Do you really want to sit in the heat in England? The smoke, the dirt, like the only, you know, the worst part of the heat in England, especially in London, straight men and sandals. I do not want to see your feet. Seb, you assume that I want to be in England at all. (laughs) Where are you?